is Walter Elspeth II, the host of the Sunday Forum. Each and every Sunday from 8 to 10 a.m., the Fourth Estate and I do research and have intelligent conversation with each and every one of you. And we love it. We love bringing you the best in radio programming here on WMNF 88.5 Tampa, Sarasota, St. Pete. Good morning, and welcome to another edition of the Sunday Forum right here on Tampa, WMNF 88.5, Tampa, Sarasota, St. Pete. 
This is your host, Walter L. Smith II. Happy Easter, everybody. Happy Easter. We are here. Uh, the Fourth Estate is here. What's going on, man? What's going on, Billy? You all right? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Happy Bunny, Easter Bunny Day. <laughs> <laughs> Easter Bunny. <laughs> Easter Bunny. I said I in a movie once. That, that cracked me up. I don't know why it cracked me up so much. <laughs> my, my, my grandkids get a real kick out of that for some reason. Oh, yeah? Yeah, even even Juju, the youngest one, who's not <laughs> even walking yet. He, he just cut a tooth, by the way. Okay. Juju cut a bottom tooth. Everybody give up? That's a milestone. That's a milestone. <laughs> he, he didn't even crack a, a... He didn't cry or anything. This dude just cut a bottom tooth. Okay, he's tough. Like, he's tough, boy. <laughs> God, dog. I dare any of y'all. When he, when he get on the football field, I dare any of y'all, you know. <laughs> okay. Try something. Try something. <laughs> Letting you know, already. Uh, letting you know right now. No, no. Happy Easter to everybody. We're so glad uh, uh, to to have you here with us here on this Sunday morning, this Easter Sunday morning. It's a beautiful, beautiful day. Yes, it is. This weekend is, was was tremendous. Yeah, I think I go out to Picnic Island just to walk around for a little bit. Is that what you're going to do? Yeah. <laughs> okay. We're going to go, um, and we're going to have uh, some Easter eggs in the backyard. Oh, and I mean, you know, just to introduce Josiana, my granddaughter, to it. Oh yeah, and Juju to it. You know, just walk around. They ain't gonna know what it, what it means right now, man. <laughs> you know, but you know but the tradition. It's Halloween for hot times. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Dress up and carry the basket. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Kids enjoy that and and get called cute. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's everybody's kids are cute that day. That's right. That's right. You ever seen those? Did you ever have to do the Easter speeches? Oh yeah, yeah, we did that. <laughs> right those, of passage. Listen, man. Yeah, exactly, exactly. The Easter speeches are a rites of passage. Uh, first of all, good morning, everybody out. I'm sorry. Good morning, everybody out there in Facebook land, uh, uh, watching us right now on Facebook on the W Walter Elspeth the Second Facebook page and the Sunday Forum Facebook page. Uh, glad you could join us this morning. You know, when I was a kid, I think we all had had little cute outfits and stuff like that, right? And I think we all stood in front of the congregation mm-hmm. and said a little speech. Yeah, he is risen on on, on <laughs> Easter. <laughs> he has risen today. <laughs> something like that, you know, just to kind of get the kids acclimated to public speaking. I guess that's what that is, right? Yeah, I think so. And then to think on your feet because the last one I did, I guess I was starting to grow up. I think I was maybe eleven, twelve, and I said I'm gonna do something a little more complicated. My grandmother in the audience, and I forgot. No, I forgot half the speech. You <laughs> no, and. They, like, and everybody said, that's all right, baby. That's all right. That's yeah. all right, baby. The pastor called right. me up, especially to assure me, reassure me. But my grandmother waved a <laughs> fist in the air. I will be sure. That's all about my mom. <laughs> we, we, listen, man, when we at Bethel AME in Tallahassee, shout out to uh, mm-hmm. the Bethel AME in Tallahassee on Orange Avenue. And, uh, and, and now Bishop. Adam J. Richardson, who was uh, our pastor at that time, mm. he he was uh, man. Let me tell you that 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 man 
was one is one heck of a bishop and one heck of an orator. Oh. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. And and he um very very nice man. He and his, his wife, Mrs. Richardson, very nice people. Um but I remember going around to the different churches and doing the speeches. The AME church is is oof. I African, remember the AME Methodist church. The African Methodist Episcopal Church, yes. Mm -hmm. That's my family has been AME for about as long as the church has been around, which mm -hmm. is over two hundred years now. Um, we have so many AME pastors; it's not even funny <laughs> in our church, in, in our family um, mm -hmm. that, that are that are pastors in the church. But let me tell you, we were trained to do public speaking. Yeah, like like you know, really trained to do public speaking, and I think that's why when I look back now, I see the people, literally, who are now. Uh, public officials, yeah, who grew up with me were public officials, uh, CEOs, or yeah, uh, you know the, the the professors or whatever it is. But they're in some position where they would do public speaking, and they were well prepared, well prepared. And I'm not sure, you know, because I'm on the radio on Sundays, I have not been back to actually see. That continuation. I've not heard anything about that. You know, yeah. That 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 continue. Now I, I do know that at places like uh, First Baptist Church College Hill, that uh, shout out to Evan Burroughs, uh, that I've seen there how that works, and I have seen that happen there, where you have the the youth that are that take over. You know, at Allen Temple, uh, the youth take over mm. for the Sunday, and but they don't they don't uh, do the the sermon or anything like that. We actually had, I actually conducted actually conducted a sermon, dude. Yeah, actually delivered a sermon when I was in. It must have been tenth grade. Really, I did, I did. I'm sure you impressed the ladies. You okay. know what? Maybe that wasn't your goal. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that could be a goal. Back then, yeah. I didn't know that could be a goal. But uh, probably so. Probably so at that, at that point. But, you know, at you know, in 10th grade, man, I mean, that's the last thing you're thinking in 10th grade, right? Mm, okay. I mean, I mean, some, I mean so. some, no, some black, some, some young black men, in more, I've always seen like more rural areas where uh, they actually grow up to be pastors or something like that in tenth grade. When I said, and I'm, I'm not talking about the ladies now. Understand? I'm not talking about getting the ladies. I'm talking about the the actual speeches. Yeah, delivering the speeches to become pastors. Right. Okay. So, um, I only know one guy, only one person that I grew up with in in Bethlehem, me that actually became. A pastor, and he's a pastor now in Washington D.C. If I'm not mistaken, at an AME church in Washington D.C. Oh, yeah, yeah. probably got some great people in his audience, out of his congregation. Yeah, probably so. Bill Lamar, Bill Lamar, listen, Bill Lamar the Fourth, my man, my man. He grew up with us. There was, there was. Do you have anybody like that? Um, yeah, I have associate pastor who my uncle. <laughs> oh, okay. He used to do the. 
He used to do the little collection speech. You know how you go over past the collection plate and he did the speech, can a man rob God speech. Oh. <laughs> so he delivered the... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he made everybody feel bad. Yeah, exactly. If you're if you going to feel bad about it, don't, don't give it. What is it? Uh, if you're going to give begrudgingly, right. then don't give. But it, it occurs to me that uh, we should be giving even more attention to our, our youth who are debaters, who are on the debate team, and yeah. treat them like they're on the football team. You know, big yeah. them up. Absolutely. Give them a platform. Let's bring them in and talk about the, when they win something. We don't do that anymore. We don't do that as yeah. much, I don't think. And I think I think a lot of the... We, we, I think we've gotten a lot into the mega churches from, from what we used to have, which was more the uh, community churches. Right, small community churches, the yeah. mega churches. You no, know, I don't have anything against them necessarily. They, they're just mega churches. You kind of get lost in them. They're big. Man. Yeah, they're like conglomerates, right. corporations, and they run them like such. Right, right, right. <laughs> and, and I think um, we're not gonna talk about the whites, the uh, pastors who were without walls. <laughs> Dude, don't get me started, bro. Okay. I'm Don't sorry, get me started, I uh, get me started, bro. <laughs> but I'm just saying, the youth from our high school debate teams and yeah. college debate teams, we should big them up some more. Right, right, right. Absolutely, absolutely. So I think I think we all ought to, ought to do more to to impress upon those young people that I can say that now with a great beard <laughs> um, right. with those great with those with those young people that we 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 see them as our future. Because they see us as, you know, we're the ones that take care of all the business, everything that, they, that takes, you know, that happens, right? They don't see themselves as emerging to become the person or the, the, the people that take our place. Right. Right? My mother used to always say, uh, you know, we, it's, it's not a morbid thing, but, but we aren't supposed to be here. Like, you know what I'm saying? When you get a certain age, we have to make way for the youth. Right, right. Right? And so and so I don't think that we're doing enough of that. Yeah. I don't think we're doing enough of that. But we but, you know, hey, there's always change, right? Yeah. And I, I think they're always welcome here on the Sunday Yeah, Forum. always, <laughs> always. We we welcome Easter speeches here on the Sunday <laughs> Forum. So if you're I am gonna open up the lines for that one, dude. <laughs> okay. After that I'm gonna open up, up the lines for that uh later on, man. Um but today we have a very, very uh, important guest who's joining us uh, on the line today, and that's Miss Alicia Oates. Now, let me tell you about Alicia. Alicia is an old friend of mine who is from East Tampa, and um, I think she has two sons, and she is a stalwart. I've said this before about her. Um I've not. I've seen a lot of dedication to the community, mm-hmm. but God, dog, this is some serious dedication, bro. Serious okay. dedication. And Alicia Oates is one of those people. Certainly one of those people. And uh, re- recently, uh, we became aware, and we spoke about it last weekend, right? Mm-hmm. And I promised everybody out there that we were going to make this our project because. There's no reason in the 21st century, in the country where it's supposed to be 
the land of the free, the home of the brave, and where human rights violations, human rights violations, uh, are frowned upon by so many people, right? There is no excuse, no excuse for human rights violations to exist here in our town of Tampa, Florida. Anywhere, but in our town, it's like the furthest thing from our minds, right? Mm -hmm. But in fact, we have human rights violations that are going on all around us and have been going on around us for the longest time of all. But we've never seen it as such. I call them human rights violations, while other people might discuss discuss them as being civil rights violations. Mm -hmm. When in fact, there are, you know, they are, many of those violations are in fact civil rights violations. But when you call something a human rights violation, that's when people start, the the ears kind of perk up and everybody starts to listen. Mm -hmm. Right? We have human rights violations right here in our in our community that have gone unnoticed by people um, who don't live in those conditions, right? Um, I don't live in that condition, but I know these exist. When it was brought to our attention that Silver Oaks Apartments were uh, were was was were, was actually uh, functioning the way that they were functioning. That was inexcusable, totally inexcusable. When you have our children walking around, you know, listen, man, you know, we're descendants of slaves, for crying out loud, of people of people who were brought here in chains, right? From freedom. So, so how you come from freedom to slavery, and we just stay in slavery? Hmm. You're not going to keep us in no condition just because you can, because you feel like you can. Because somebody's poor or doesn't have the ability to, to fight for themselves or doesn't have a voice for themselves. That's where Alicia Oates is. She's that voice, right? She's one of those people that, that has that voice. That's what Miss Connie is, That's right? right. Yeah. I, I call her, I, 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 she's graduated. Miss Connie, you graduated, by the way, from Miss Connie, the Queen Mother Connie now. <laughs> okay. Right? <laughs> uh, just so you know, just so you know. Uh, but, you know, for these people who are living with rats, and mold, and mildew, and all types of, of air quality yes. issues and things like that. These are the environmental issues that I talk about when I when I say to people, man, stop trying to stop thinking that these things don't exist. They exist. Hey, and, and also I understand that at Silver Oaks Apartment, it was unsanitary water, man, which is definitely a. Uh, a bad sign, you know. Yeah. Kids could get sick, and then we'll have a Flint, Michigan, on our hands. Dude, I mean, we're like one away. We're one away from Flint. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying right. to tell you. Now, Silver Oaks Apartments is owned by Cambridge Management, yes, is. which is big time in every city. <laughs> and they people said that they've been complaining for years, but it's not until the glare of the lights have started shining, and we're talking about it that. Repairs are being made before their very eyes after all these years. But how can it go ignored? And you know it's been ignored because mold is a telltale sign that you're ignoring something. You know, and this, and you can't just paint over something like mold. So, but, you know, apparently now suddenly 
that's what they're doing. Their their Cambridge management is is just sort of doing a quick fix and just sort of papering over, painting over, and it's going to need a whole lot more infrastructural uh, an infrastructural fix than that. Absolutely, absolutely. There's no excuse for what we're seeing at Cambridge, and but we, let's let's bring Alicia on. Let's bring Alicia on, Alicia. Let's see. Can you hear us? Hello? Early show. Are you there? Uh, somebody's there. <laughs> somebody's there. Come on. Good morning. I'm good. All right. So this is your second time on the Sunday Forum as our guest. I appreciate it, guys. I appreciate yeah. it. I told you we were going to make it a, part, a project, didn't I? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> So, Alicia, we we got we got us a, a situation, right? All right. That that has to be resolved. Um, how long has this been going on? That, that, for for the purposes of those people who are out there listening right now, how long has this been going on at Silver Oaks? For years. Okay. For years, and I mean, I'm not two or three years. More like. Nine, ten years. Wow, almost a decade. Okay, that is unbelievable. That that would be allowed to happen. Um, right. I, I just, I just can't. Uh, I can't fathom. Again, as I said earlier, this is the twenty-first century, right? We're supposed to be beyond this type of thing, yet for some reason that's not happening, right? Um, we're supposed to be better than that, uh-huh. and for some reason, our people and I, I, I'm gonna be put it right where it's at. For some reason, black people, especially, get this treatment as though. We are less than human. That we're subhuman. Like this is okay. And that's the attitude right. I've taken about it. You know, and it's, but then there's a flip side to that that also says that we should have we should have taken agency to respond to this sooner. Yep. Isn't uh, Housing and Urban Development the, the ones that's been getting the complaints and don't they send, are supposed to be sending inspectors out every year and, and telling Cambridge management what the problems are? Isn't that how it's supposed to work? Yes, that's how, well, actually, Cambridge is just a management company. Um, some company called Southport actually owns all of the property which is owned by um, someone named Peter Leach and a couple of other people. I'm not sure who oh. Peter Leach is, but so it's we're, someone need to follow the money. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, when you really start researching and looking into Cambridge and looking into South Point and looking into different things that are connecting, it, it, it really makes no sense. It's, it's very interesting. Yeah. 
because someone is making money off the fact that those families are living in those conditions. Right. Right. Absolutely. And getting away with it. So they're making double profits or something. Yeah. And they receive PPP loans. Right. Um, so it's, it's very, very interesting as we keep digging and digging and digging. And it's sad. It's, it's heartbreaking to know, you know, a mom waking up with a red in her home with her newborn baby. You have families who have to choose between buying food um, or buying extra cleaning supplies or a senior have to choose between paying for their medicine or buying extra cleaning supplies. That that shouldn't be a thing. They, no one should have to live like that. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, that's something that you read in the textbook about something that happened in the, in the 19th century, right, uh, in, in New York or something when, when they were, you know, when people were coming over on ships and carrying on and they were exposed to rats and, and and rats would bite a child, kill it, you know, or shoot, kill a child. Yeah. You know, these are things that, that these folks are living in. Like, this is not an exaggeration, folks. This is not an exaggeration. Uh, so recently, um, let, me, let me tell you about my experience with this. Um, so after the broadcast, after last week's broadcast, okay, um, I monitored, I was watching what was going on, and um, I got, I was I was in the middle of field work, and I stopped what I was doing because I got a ping on my on my phone. So when I, I, I got it, and I saw it was Alicia, and she was putting out this information, posted this information about Silver Oaks. It was, you know, extended information from the last, the last time we spoke about it. And when I saw the list of people, I'm just putting it out there the way, the way it was, list of people, I was flabbergasted to know that nothing had been done when this first happened. Flabbergasted. Right? Um, we called them out last week, right? We called them out last week. It, not them per se, per se, but called them out last week. I was on the underground radio station over in West Tampa. We called them out again. And when I said call them out, we're saying to you, you know, the nonprofit organizations, the churches, the individuals who are elected officials, who, you know, if you don't know about this, you haven't been paying attention. If you don't know that this is happening, you have not been paying attention. This should be the primary thing that they are paying attention to. And when we talk about, uh, what do you call that, uh, priority issues, priority issues throughout the city of Tampa, this, I would think, would be a priority issue. So, Alicia, has this been a priority in your mind? It's definitely a priority for me. Right. But is it a priority? Does it seem that it, that it seem is a better question. Does it seem to be a priority in the mind of those that we've put in office? Not all. I mean, we have, we have selected ones that have um, stepped up and started to do what they can. Um, my my thing is send an email, <laughs> make a phone call, come out to the community where you come when it's time to vote, 
and talk to the parents. Um, right. And that hasn't happened. Um, only person, you know, the only person that has Orlando Goose, um, I forgot about Soulja Brookins. Um, they, she's reached out. Um, she's actually, um, her daughter, um, her donated money to, um, help get cleaning supplies for the families. Mm -hmm. So, but we have a lot of Republicans. We got Marco Rubio. He sent his assistant out. Um, yes, last night I saw that, um, Kimberly Overman stated she reached out to someone, um, a couple of people. So we're going to see what happened. You know, it's out there. Um, the representatives that we voted for in our community, they know it's what's going on and, and we just wait and see if they're going to do anything. Um, I don't know if they're waiting to get closer to election time. So it can be fresh in people's heads that we, we came to save you. Right. Um, but that's going to be useless. So we're, uh, you know, yeah. we are definitely going to educate the residents <clears throat> of Silver Oak on, you know, voting and, voting for people who are yeah. going to be there to um, support them when things like this happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I would think that this is a good time to get organized. Yeah, right. certainly. Um, let, let me just say this. So, to carry on the story, this is what happens. So, got the phone. I called Alicia. As soon as I got this thing, I called Alicia, right? Um, because... I'm sitting there looking, and I'm like, wait a minute, there's, there's something wrong here, right? You know, April Cobb made a made a, a plea, and she said, you know, hey, man, there's nothing that's a right now remedy out there for this. What's going on? Now, to speak to the issue of organizing, I'm going to show you how organizing works, right? The first thing I did was respond. Right? And I said, listen, hang tight. We're going to do something. Right? So this is, this is Sunday Forum. Right? So we picked up the phone and called a group of people that a couple of years ago organized called the Tampa Bay Disaster Resiliency Initiative. There's a, a group of people in Tampa Bay that they... We, we agreed that we were knocking down the walls of support. All that bureaucracy and crap that people go through, you know, try to get help for things that they should be able to get immediate help for, we knocked down those walls, right? Because these are decision makers and people were able to get out there of, of organizations and non-organizations, uh, um, uh, NGOs and GOs or government organizations and non-government organizations, um, people who are organized communities and so forth, that we put together to synthesize for the purposes of things like this. This is a disaster. This is a disaster. It is certainly a disaster to these people that live here. So what what I did was call these folk Boricua de Corazon, give them give a shout to Boricua de Corazon, uh, which is led by uh, Linda Perez. Linda Perez was already doing, had scheduled something that she was doing in Brandon. So my communication was with Alicia to let her know, listen, contact this lady and get this set up, okay, for somebody to come by and pick up those those items that these, these folks need. They can't, these folks couldn't even 
get the cleaning materials. They couldn't afford to get the cleaning materials they need, diapers for the kids, the food that they need because the the you know there's so much mold there. Everything's messed up, right? So, Alicia, um, uh, was I guess met you met her out there. I'm not sure exactly what happened from the time that that um, that there was that somebody was supposed to go out and go meet them in Brandon, but they couldn't make it. Whatever it was, couldn't make it in Brandon. Right? The people in Brandon called me and said, "Walter, where are your people?" I said they couldn't make it. Is you know, and without and I'm saying I'll find out what what we can do to get the 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 stuff out there to them. All right, they said no, don't worry about it. We got it. These folks left Brandon and came over to Silver Oaks, set up shop at Silver Oaks with yes. fresh supplies. Now I set up for others for other groups to come out there and help out throughout the week. Because that's when they that's when they do the thing. But this is people like Kate Godwin, uh, John Godwin, and Travis Williams. You know these are these are people who who are are totally blown away that this is even happening. You know, going to go and give food is one thing, but this ain't just giving food. This is supplying and doing. These are hubs. These people run hubs, food hubs. Mm-hmm. The supply hubs in times of disaster. This is a disaster. Right. And they came through. They came through. And this is a human rights violation. These are human rights violations. And I ain't going to call it anything other than that. All right. It definitely is. Definitely is. You know. Uh, and it's not like people can just up and move. No, they can't. Affordable housing is a crisis right now. It's a and crisis. It's a crisis all across the Tampa Bay area, but all across the country. Racism is a public health crisis. It has been said to be so already, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, this is a human rights violation. These are human rights violations. These people should be able to live in a healthy environment. They pay for it. Right. And I'm sure when we follow the money, that the people who are making the money is living good. Come on, man. Despite how they're forcing these people to live, they're just ignoring repair requests, ignoring mold, and clearly they've been ignoring it. How do you do that? that? How do you do that? Alicia, how is it that this slipped through the cracks, so to speak? I don't know. That is a very good question. Because, like I said, it's been happening for years. and my mom, before passing away, um, almost a year ago, lived over there for 30-something years. And it's always had issues. Um, and I've watched it as I grow up. The issues get worse and worse and worse. So it's, it's sad. We have a young lady that I spoke with yesterday who um, just aged out of foster care. She has two kids. She has no family here. She has nowhere to go. And they harassed her on, on a, every time she put in a work order, they harassed her about something else. It's, wow. it's sad. Yeah, so even when you make a move to, to like, put in a work order, then suddenly you're under threat for something else. Just so they can keep from doing the work, it's easier just to put her under threat to throw her out. To put it on somebody else, put it on them. Why you so put toilet paper uh-huh. now? Too much toilet paper, all this stuff. <laughs> now they I'm doing s- an ex- 
inspection uh, for each unit, um, and it gave the residents a list of things that they had to do to pass the inspection. And the list is crazy. I fell because mm. I washed clothes last week, and the clothes still sitting in the basket by the door. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's like who doesn't have that, right? Right. They will fail for that. Wow. The residents they have to have their clothes. Folded up in, in these bins with tops on them. Um, it's, the list is crazy. It sounds um, like the, colonialism, the sort of thing we talk about that goes on in the inner city. Uh, you don't have a voice in your own home. Nope. And you have to, you can't have anything in front of your windows. And I'm thinking, as a single mom on the first floor, and I live in a house, and I have my dresser in front of my window because I'm a single mom. Those are single mothers. That right. is... Women put dresses in front of their windows because that's safety for us. You know, we hit our dresser move, you know, we need to jump up. Something mm. is happening, mm. you know, and that's a violation. This that's a violation. I'm like, how? And then you, you plant this um, inspection in the middle of the month where most of them who are on low income get a check once a month. The seniors get their benefits on the first or the third. Their checks are gone. Yeah, so by the middle of the month. <laughs> to go to the store and uh, buy extra drip pans for the stove or buy extra bins. Or, then you want us to hang, our, hang their clothes up in the closet where the mold is. None of it made any sense. Residents no. were out there crying yesterday saying they are afraid that they're going to fail this inspection and not have anywhere to go. Wow. Well, I mean, little little things like that. It uproot people's lives and they have nowhere to go. Yeah. Especially our seniors. Uh, There's no way that stuff is going to be able to get done by a senior who have already having health issues from being in there, breathing in that mode. Right. Get some of the stuff done. They want them to wipe the walls down. It's it's crazy. The list is it's crazy. I was like, yeah, definitely. I'm not putting no clothes and no beans with no top on. I'm, I'm, I done failed already. I'm like, yep, they would have been putting me out because it's just not happening. <laughs> and they're trying to proscribe every aspect of life. Right. It's just it's an excuse right. not to right. do their job. Right. Right. Even when they, the social worker and the parent liaison from the community school came over to give out some cleaning supplies. Um, and... They escorted them off the property and said they couldn't be there. Right. I saw that. I saw that article. I, I posted it. I don't know what happened to it necessarily, but I posted it this morning. So what would be the purpose of that? You know, so they don't want to be seen. They don't want to be seen. They don't want to be seen. And, uh, again, human rights violation. Mm-hmm. Right? So I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you the historical aspect of this what 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 began to happen when the germans when, when the nazis began to uh uh shut down germany right in certain parts of germany what did they do they put fences around the ghettos right and then and borders and barriers to keep certain people in the undesirables in public enemy Public Enemy, remember that Public Enemy song, dude, where they talk about some fences, projects. What you know, what's a yeah. project, right? And then uh, who you know, who's the experiment on? 
Are the the fences around the projects? Are they for? Are they to keep bad things out or to keep us in? Yeah, mm-hmm. like the goody mob used to say, <laughs> they keep us locked in behind fences to keep crime out or to keep our butts in. Yeah, yeah, it's a good question. This it's called containment. <laughs> yeah, it is. It really is. And 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 when you talk, and people don't under, people don't. When you don't read history, when you don't know history, did you start, you, you ignore these facts. But we've been telling, really, 21 years I've been saying, or at least how long I've been talking about this type of stuff? <laughs> it's a very long time. 21 years, dude. Very long time. 21 years I've been saying this. And now, it's not just now, this is, this is now becoming more broadcast. People now know about it. Right. And clearly, is is. To keep the truth out, because yeah. you don't want these inspect these like the people that were thrown off the property to help bring relief. You're throwing them off the property because you don't want the truth out. And but that's what the glare of the media, that's what the glare of light is doing now. Yeah, and it's gotten them to act. Uh, the question is, will they be thorough in fixing? These problems, I mean, because, like I said, we don't want another flint on our hands. I mean, just how deep are these problems? Are these just going to paper it over? Just they're definitely to gonna paper it over. That's what yeah. they're doing. They're painting over right. mold. You can't paint over mold. You cannot do that. You cannot do that. Alicia, when, when we talk about these things, <clears throat> and we're going to go to the cause in just a second. When we talk about these issues and we, and we are... Uh, and we're trying to resolve them. We have got to organize, mm-hmm. right? In order to in order to resolve these issues, to create watchdog groups uh, or oversight groups. I, I like that better than calling watchdog groups, but oversight groups that will that will be able to hold accountable the people who are supposed to handle these issues from the people who manage the sites, who manage the sites themselves or own the sites, um, whether it's, whether it's uh, the, whether it, now that Airbnbs, now because shoot, they, they're kicking us out. Um, but uh, whether it's land ownership or uh, what do you call it? Uh, landlordship, right? Mm-hmm. Or whether it is literally, uh, an organization or a corporation that's supposed to manage a, a an apartment, a community, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So if you don't know the environmental impacts or what's leading to an environmental impact in that community or even understand what that means, you wouldn't know what to look for. Right. Until it happens. Right? Mm-hmm. So... <clears throat> we got to organize. We got to do public education. We've got to uh, pull together resources and understand that we, as people of the community, are the main resources. Right. I agree. Mm-hmm. But in order to understand that, we have to understand our self worth. Mm-hmm. In order to let me repeat myself, in order to understand that you are a valuable resource to your community. The most valuable resource to any community is you. So you got to be healthy, right? In order for there to be sustainability. You got to be you got to be savvy enough economically 
in order for there to be sustainability. And you got to keep the environment, the air you breathe, food you eat, the, the, the hygiene, all this has to be in place. The infrastructure has to be in place. All this is in, is what? Really, it's an environmental justice issue. It's a human rights issue. These are, it's not just civil rights. It's human rights, environmental justice issues. Every single bit of it. So it goes back to some of the parents that are in civil oaks. We have to educate them on their rights, educate them on how this is making them unhealthy. Because some don't know, some don't understand um, what's really happening to their bodies, to their kids. Um, they don't understand. They don't know. So We've been living there so long. Yeah, yeah. And we say a lot, you know, we hear a lot, when, it, especially with schools, oh, parents need to do that part. Some parents don't know how. We have parents that are living in this type of situation, and they have to choose from going to a school for a PTA meeting or a conference, or I'm going to stay home and you know and try to get this mold off my wall so when the kids come home, they don't see it, because that can bother them mentally as well. Just So they have choices. And, and so, you know, I hate when they, people say, well, parents need to do their part. They are. They're fighting a war at home to try to make sure their kids have somewhere to stay or a clean place to sleep. You know, a mother said she was sleeping in her, her van for months. Oh they have guns. They shoot over there all the time with security there. So that's scary. You can't sleep in your home because of the mold, because of the feces coming up in your tub, but you're sleeping in your car because that's more safer for you and your children. And then someone runs by your car shooting. Wow. So you, you're not safe anywhere, but you pay rent. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Let's, 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 uh, let's go to the call. Let's go to the calls, man. Uh, and I think we lost Alicia. Call Hello. back. Go ahead, caller. Hello, this is Alfredo. Alfredo. Uh, uh, I just recently became a Muslim. My name is Saber, the patient one. You know, you can call me Alfredo. All right. Okay. Uh, I, I'm following on what was happening, what we were talking about last week. Amazon, the union movement, Native American society model for democracy, Holocaust, Nazism, Understanding Marxism is a book that I have to get. I think Mr. Wolf recommended it. I think that he's the one, he's one of the, he's the older gentleman who talks about Marxism on your station. Dialectical materialism, very difficult. Oh, boy. Germany, Nazism, Nazism, woman equals property, chattel slavery, freedmen, Marxism and Christianity, Islam, Hinduism, Gandhi, Mandela, Nyerere, Tanzania, the teacher, one of the best leaders of Tanzania, Neriri, the teacher. Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. Okay, you're off the beaten path. I mean, we you're just throwing a bunch of stuff out. I'm not sure what you want, what's your question or what you want us to respond to. I'm just throwing out those the, the topics that, that we might discuss in the coming weeks. Oh, okay. Okay. Alicia, are you there? It's not. Go ahead, caller. Caller, can you hear us? 
Hello. Hi, this is not Felicia. This is Margaret. Am oh. I ready to speak? Yes, ma'am. Yes. Please. Okay. I just want to say I hear uh, a lot of people throwing out Marco Rubio's name. And please, please, uh, black people, don't be bamboozled by his uh, phony stuff. He is up for re-election, and he'll be running against Val Demon, the black one from Miami. Right, right. And so now, uh, check his record, too, people. Now he wants to show up for black people and just say a few words, but that's nothing either. Actually, he just sent somebody. He just sent them out of the tour to place. He didn't show up himself. Oh, yeah, okay, right. He wanted to be represented by his people, make make it seem like he is interested. But check his record on that. And I'm speaking from personal experience trying to get something done from him, how he ignores you. And but now because he's up for re-election, he want to put his name out there and let black people do that mm. campaign in front for him. Mm. So don't be bamboozled by that and put him back in office to do nothing to help you. Also, when when you say Walter, there uh, it should be people should be yes, that would be nice. But we have been considered when the when they freed that slave. I've got his name back way back there. They told him he might be freed, but he'll never be, a sl- I mean, a citizen of America. Right. So we need to understand, they don't, the bulk of, of Caucasians in charge do not see black people as citizens or Americans, if we can check that, too. Or humans. That's why we're treated like we are. So we need to stop begging, we need to just go forward and do what we need to do in a right way to get what we want and what we need. Yes, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. She's right. She's right. 110% right. I mean, we we have to make sure that we we are organized appropriately. I think Alicia's back. Don't be bamboozled. Don't be bamboozled by the things that that are being done. I mean, listen. Okay. So, in situations like this, it would be incumbent upon a person who is in office to show up. And I'll just show up, but to do something, do something about what's happening. I mean, I'm not an elected official, man. <laughs> I'm not an elected official, dude. But I am a black man that lives in this community. Right. You know what I mean? Or And even if I didn't live in the community, these are still my people. Something's wrong, dude. Something's wrong. These are human beings, dude. I mean, we are humans. We are not animals, man. And and we do have to be cognizant that the Republican Party has been uh, voting against help. They've been voting against relief for poor people. They voted against relief even during a pandemic. And I think it's it's important that if you want to read uh, somebody's opinion column about this. Leonard Pitts Jr. wrote a very uh, intriguing uh, opinion piece in the Tampa Bay Times that's showing up this morning called The Republican Party is a Clear and Present Danger. Mm. So go read that. Uh, well, let's well. see if Alicia... And, that, and that's, and mind you, mind you, Alicia should be back by now. Um, mind you, Alicia, are you there? Hello. Hello. Yes. Hello. We're here. We can hear you. Go ahead. Hello. This is Alfredo again. Listen, uh, Alfredo. Please don't do that. We can't 
get off subject. We're trying to talk about something and take phone calls. 813-239-9663. I know you want to talk about all of those things. We have to plan that and we have to do it when we're in context. We're, we're talking about those things. Right now we're talking about a very specific problem in the Tampa Bay area. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Sunday Forum. Caller, can you hear us? Oh, you got lines lighting up like crazy. Yeah, now, one three two three nine nine six six three is the number to call. Go ahead, call it. You're on. Hello, uh, I, I, I'm for Chris. Chris is a Republican, an Independent, and a Democrat. I, I uh, went up to the Lakeland uh, uh, Commissioner and Mayor's meeting uh, two weeks ago, and uh, three weeks ago, and last week, and two weeks ago, and I suggested that they get together and and and. Uh, Asked the city attorney to draft a letter to Charlie Chris supporting him for governor and picking either Gal Fields or his son, the former mayor of Lakeland, Gal Fields or his son. Uh, I said Gal Fields as lieutenant mayor, as lieutenant governor. Every time I used to go to the commission, commissioner's meeting when Gal Fields was the mayor, I used to. It used to slip. I used to, I used to slip. I slip a tongue. I used to say Governor Fields. <laughs> mm. So uh, I just wanted to mention something else. Though. Uh, both the Sumerians and the Egyptians were blue black. Both of them dealt with irrigation systems, and it took five thousand years for Egypt to become a rainbow people, by like Puerto Ricans, Jamaicans, Cubans, and the people of Española. That's not to mean going Haiti. Uh, Destruction of Black Civilization is a very instructive book by Chancellor Williams. 